0: Kick off NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today. Get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. All you got to do is place your first $5 bet. Sign up with promo code 2400 to get in on the action, and then you can turn game day into payday All season long. And the best part, take that 150 in free bets. There's big games every weekend, ones you'll have big opinions on, and you can get on your way. Play your way. Bet on more than just the final score. Wager on everything, from touchdowns to total yards to catches. You name it. FanDuel's got more markets than anybody. You can even combine your bets for a chance of a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code 2400. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10. First deposit required. Bonus issued non withdrawable. Free bets that expire in 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms. Sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1 800 Gambler or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, one 770 stop in Louisiana, one 8 hope ny or text HOPE-NY, 467-369 in New York, Tennessee redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia.
1: All right, let's take a deeper dive into QB1. Okay, Dan, Justin Fields, every week, we're going to take a detailed look into his performance yesterday. Pretty much, it was trash. He said it, not us. And we just agreed with him. What was your defining moment for Justin Fields against the Texans?
2: Yeah, Monday's trash day in my neighborhood. So I took, Justin's, <laughs> I took Justin's performance out to the curb when I pulled into the driveway last night. I said, let me leave this here for them. They can get rid of this. I don't want to smell it inside my house because it was pretty bad. And uh, listen, David, the rewatch uh, of this football game from the Bears passing offense side of things was an eyesore. It was so disheartening to see the number of difficulties they had. The defining moment for me is the first interception. It's a play that is schemed up to get a big game completion to a wide open tight end down the seam on your first read. And Justin, by his own admission, just missed the throw. It's a very inaccurate throw that safety Jalen Petrie, uh, gets under and, and, and intercepts. And it's, it's just troubling because it's a moment where you have your opportunity as a quarterback to, to move the chains, to get the offense in a rhythm, and you've got a guy wide open, one of your favorite targets. We talked about highlighting your skill. Okay, here he is, Cole Komet, down the middle open, and you misfire that badly. That set the tone for a, a lot of the day that followed, and, and they just never really got on track after that. And it's just, again, first read, wide open receiver. You cannot miss the guy by three yards.
1: It was so messy. I feel like we should be wearing gloves and or a mask. <laughs>
2: Hazmat, <about>. suit. <laughs> Hazmat suit.
1: Hazmat suit. Then people couldn't hear us, so that's not a good idea. All right, my defining moment was provided for us, and I think that basically Luke Getze helped us identify it, and that was in the – I guess it would be the second series of the second quarter, and the Bears have the ball at the 10-yard line. They're still eleven forty-seven. Uh, left in the second quarter, relatively early in the game, but relatively defining because Luke Getzey looked at what was happening and told us, basically, we don't trust our quarterback this deep in our own territory. And if he wasn't saying that with his words, he certainly did so with his actions. Three straight running plays. handoff to Khalil Herbert. handoff to Khalil Herbert. Shotgun snap to Justin Fields. Draw play to Tristan Ebner. Punt. So I think that, to me, that defined how the day would go and told us what direction to look, and that would be, you know, who's getting the handoff, not watching Justin Fields develop as a passer. They took the ball out of his hands, and and I think kind of uh, the wind out of his sails, if you will, because this is something that defined how little faith they have in him at this stage of his career. Maybe that's overstating it and too early in the game to identify it, but you saw the same type of – behavior or reaction to late in the first half when they misused their timeouts and they really didn't trust Justin Fields in that situation. So the lack of trust to me was as defining as anything because it's one thing for us to draw conclusions and to speculate about how much they believe in a quarterback and how much this or how much that. It's another thing to look at how they call the game and how that reflects their own faith in a player. And I think in this case, it was the defining moment for me on Sunday.
2: Yeah. You sat up in the jury box, also known as the press box at soldier field. And and the verdict you came to after the game is that they don't trust their passing offense. I'm with you. I think it's a unanimous verdict in that regard. The question is why should they trust their passing offense? Right. And that would be the retort from Luke Getzey, Matt Eberflus and the coaching staff is that, man, we don't know what we can rely on in the passing offense. So yeah, we don't, Trust it. And you don't trust it either because you've watched the same things we've watched, you know, for the last three weeks that that we can't hit even the easy ones. And that's that's a problem.
1: All right. The next category is on the bright side. Did you see anything on the bright side for Justin Fields?
2: <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting. Mark Potash, friend of the podcast, uh, asked Justin directly in the post game news conference what possibly he could draw. From that game to be encouraged by, as he went home, you always want to have something, right? That you can you put in your back pocket, and say, "Well, I'm encouraged by that." And Justin's answer was pretty basic. He said, I, I, "I like the way I hung strong in there, and ultimately we won, right?" And so on the bright side, the Bears won, and so the, the fact that this football team can win a game, even against a lowly opponent, when their passing offense looks that awful, you know, it's a small silver lining. Listen, it's not a, a big enough silver lining to push away the storm clouds that you and I are talking about in this segment. But I I, I think there is something to just winning through moments like that. Now you would want your game winning uh, drive to be better than four play zero yards, right? Like you, you don't want to rely on your defense to give you the ball inside the red zone and then you just kick a, a chip shot field goal and Justin had moments in the fourth quarter to redeem himself and and lead a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter and didn't do it. It's a small one. I I, I know I'm grasping, but that's my defining moment is just from, I mean, my on the bright side is what Justin is feeling on the bright side as he leaves the, the stadium on Sunday you,
1: you kind of have to be grasping at this point. I think my yeah. only on the bright side would be Uh, intangible as well. I think uh, I'll try to tie two things together. Number one, Matt Eberflues called it resiliency. And he was talking about his football team, but I think it was represented best uh, in his quarterback. Justin Fields does epitomize that resilience that you want in a football team. And he had to have it. And he's going to have to have more because I think it's gonna get tougher and harder before it gets easier. And so I guess on the bright side, I'd have to take a step back and then take another step back and zoom out not just at what the Bears are doing, but what's going on around the league. And a year ago at this time, and I am making the comparison, I've talked about it on the radio, I don't know if it makes any sense or not, but Jalen Hurts was getting booed in Philly and he was looking like a guy who was very limited in his growth, stunted in his development. And he's very similar in terms of a skill set. Uh, to Justin Fields, let's hope so, at least in Chicago. And I think that when you see the way that he has developed into what I think after three games is a legitimate MVP candidate, a Pro Bowl candidate, if at very least, and it is very early in the season. My point is, is that a year ago, there was mm, there were a lot of questions about Jalen Hurts that sounded very much like the kind of questions we're asking about Justin Fields: Is he a good fit for this offense? Can he really throw the ball down the field? What about him as a pocket passer? A year later, it looks like he's answered those questions with questions with a resounding yes. Now I qualify this: He's got a, <laughs> he's got the best offensive line in the, maybe in the league. He, they went out and they got A.J. Brown. They got Devontae Smith, who's a terrific uh, pass catcher. They've got a tight end who's making an impact. The coach, there's a a symmetry there that works for them. But I do think that if you're looking for bright spots, you have to look around the league to find examples of quarterbacks who can overcome tough second years.
2: Yeah, Justin's patience is going to be tested this year. His mental fortitude is going to be tested this year. There's still three and a half months to go in this season for him to go through a lot of bumps and bruises and figure out how he picks himself back up and hopefully becomes one of these, you know, bounce back stories that we're talking about in 2023. Certainly, uh, Sunday had so much ugliness that that yeah, you and I are left to, to grasp for small things like we just grasped for.
1: Okay, the next category, and I'm reminding you that this is a podcast, not a documentary, <laughs> and it, it we only have a, a, so much time allotted to, but the category is, uh-oh.
2: Okay, so here are my uh-oh moments. I'm going to start with the first snap of the game, a mishandled quarterback center exchange between Sam Mustafer and Justin Fields. And it was just that kind of day where even the easy stuff was difficult for the Bears. They've got a first drive manufactured touch. For Darnell Mooney, and they throw it out to the, the slot on the left, and it gets knocked down by a cornerback in the backfield, deflected, right? They tried to throw that swing pass that I mentioned before to Tristan Ebner, and it's an easy completion to a running back. That's not an easy completion, it's an incompletion. They've got another pass to Mooney late in the first half that he drops. There were so many things in the third quarter. There's a pass, uh, Justin, on a, on a play action rollout to his right. Doesn't have his first read there for him. It does it looks like he doesn't have a second read there for him, but he still has Jake Tongis wide open, 13 yards down the field over the middle, and he misses him by three yards. And so even these easy, easy plays aren't easy for them. And I hear all this criticism of, of the game that Luke Getze called and, and all the things that they're doing to, to, to handcuff Justin. And, and, you, and you go back through the video and you say, look, Luke Getze set him up for, for a dozen easy completions. Justin finished the day with eight total completions on the day. And so the, the, the uh, ugliness, David, none of the easy stuff came easy, which only makes the difficult stuff more difficult.
1: The uh-oh for me were the two botched snaps. And I know that you, you touched on those, but I think that because – and they're related to the, the missed stationary throws, the easiest pitch and catch you're going to have for a quarterback. I just feel like when you have such a, a small margin for error, you cannot allow the, the simple things to get in the way and to interfere with your progress. And right now, the simple things are impeding his progress – the center quarterback exchange has got to be something that's second nature and is not, you you don't have 62 snaps this game. You only had 41 last game. You can't waste a play when you're trying to, you know, develop as a quarterback. And I think those fumbled snaps, you can, I don't care whose fault it is, fix it because they're wasted plays. So where the spots side screens or bubble passes you know those can't be tipped those can't be dropped those can't be overthrown that's the easiest pass you're going to make as a quarterback it should be close close enough to make it an egg toss so you shouldn't be able to botch that and so when you look at those number the number of moments that happened you start to say "Uh uh-oh what's going on here because it's hard enough to do the things that are hard in football yeah, to, to make the tough read and to make the tight window and all of those things that come with taking that next step. You've got to take as James Lofton called it, you got to hit the layups Yep, and he missed the layup to Cole Komet and he missed other layups to Darnell Mooney. And so, we were saying, uh-oh, a lot, and we don't have <laughs> enough time to get into all the examples, but just look at 62 snaps, and I think about five or six of them were wasted ones.
2: Look, I felt like I was back in a time machine to my young days as a reporter covering Upstate 8 Conference football. It was like, well, Bonzi Valley Bartlett with some of the basic mistakes being made <laughs> in the passing game. Shout out to the Warriors, who I used to cover back in the day, but it, it was ugly in that regard. You gave me a good idea, though. When the Take the North uh, brand expands and we start doing documentaries up the road, we've got a good one from week three of the 2022 season we'll call it the a word we'll take a deep dive into everything that went wrong in that performance and how it foreshadowed the the future for the chicago
1: bears maybe that's like a good that. documentary. always looking ahead okay last category big number
2: my big number is one that is the number of possessions that the bears had on sunday in which they completed multiple passes whoa 12 possessions David in a 2022 NFL game and they didn't have their first series with multiple uh, completions until the fourth quarter it was their only series with multiple completions I mean I saw the look on your face here I wish you could put that into words for the audience that we have here on that's the,
1: stunning <laughs> I mean in today's NFL you're not playing college football you're not in the big 10 anymore you're not playing uh, army navy or air force this is the NFL wow Yes. That's a that's a stunning number. Okay, that's a big number, a good one. See, I cannot top that. Uh, <laughs> th- there's no way uh, I can top that. But mine would be 45 because it's related to that. That's the number of passes the Bears have attempted through three games. I know there are sacks involved. I know there probably were more passes called that were converted into runs. But 45 passes in three games for a National Football League team in 2022 is ridiculous. <clears throat> But I don't mean it in a good way, Jeff Joniak fans. It is ridiculous that you have a passing game that primitive and you can't throw the ball down the field any better than the Bears appear to be able to throw the ball down the field. So my big number is 45. And not that you have to get pass happy. I know they're playing to the strengths. I can argue all week long if you want on the Mullion Haw show why that makes sense for this football team to win more games. But you've got, you've got to at some point in time Test your quarterback more than he's being tested and find that happy medium, and they're still striving to find it.
2: 297 passing yards for Justin Fields through three games.
1: Whew. That's like a Patrick Mahomes Sunday afternoon against a good team. <laughs> and that's...
2: Yeah, through three quarters, yeah. <laughs>